Inappropriate Earl, SoundCloud, iTunes. We're live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Uh, thank you for all the love and support for the John Hastings episode. And tonight we have a special reappearance by a couple OGs on the Inappropriate Earl podcast. I don't rarely have two guests on at the same time because it never quite works out. But these guys know how to work a microphone. Give it up for Sandy Danto and his sidekick. I think he's been on Inappropriate Earl now three or four times. Carlos Rera. Hello. It's like the worst intro I've ever heard. Dude, let's be honest. Not many podcasts are asking you to be a guest, so just be happy with the intro. No, I wanted to come on here. Yeah, and to talk a, to you and to talk ex- about our friendship. Yeah, and uh, by the way, speaking of friendship, uh, <laughs> Celsius ener- energy drink. If you want 300 milligrams of caffeine coursing through your veins, try heat. Not the Burt Reynolds movie, not the Robert De Niro movie, but Celsius Heat. And if that's a little too much for you, just go with the regular Celsius. Celsius is not a sponsor at the moment. But I'm, then why are you doing this? Because I want them to watch, and so Daddy can start making some. I see. I see. Some cheddar, dude. Okay. I'm showing them what they could have had. So uh, Sandy and Carlos are two longtime. Don't you need coasters? Comedy foot soldiers. Wait, hold on. Do you for the live? We're live on. Stream? We're on Facebook Live. I don't love that do you we're live. Back and forth. Uh, what I do is I do this for about twenty minutes, and then I say if you want to listen to the rest. Oh, cool. oh that's go cool. on Apple Podcast. I guess a real teaser. Yeah, I mean iTunes. I guess it's called Apple Podcast now. Uh, you know, and I Instagram Live every now and then. Okay, uh, cool. Love your Instagram Lives. Watch I keep it real. Lives. Yeah. You know, I, I've been told I keep it too real for some, but. You know, I'm a warrior. I'm a foot soldier. I'm Rambo at the end of the first Rambo in the hardware store. It's over, Johnny. Nothing is over. And you guys, Carlos kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah. Sandy's a uh, paid regular at the comedy store, frequently opens up for Pauly Shore among uh, Who else do you open up for? Adam Ray, Bobby Lee, uh, Judy Tenuta. Judy Chinchada. Bobby Miyamoto. <laughs> Legendary comic. He opens uh, up for someone big. I forget who. Dude, you got to stay in camera frame, you idiot. I, I opened for Mickey a couple times. Mickey Dolan's from the Monkees? No, Mickey from the Ding Dong Show. Just to jack off to Mickey Dolan's daughter. Did you know her personally? No, no. I just saw that movie she was in with Tony Danza called She's Out of Control. <laughs> they were trying to make it like the new uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Earl, is anyone watching this? Yeah, we got a uh, couple. Uh, we got, uh, I think, 17 people watching right now. Dude, and live stream like no one's watching. <laughs> well, I, dude, it's so that hard. That probably is good advice. Yeah. It's so hard to figure out what, uh, I mean, we're all chasing Rogan's tail. Uh, you know, Facebook Live, I think, helps a little bit. Uh, you know, Instagram Live, possibly. Uh, Periscope, yes. Uh, yes, Gregory. It was Amy Dolan's. Was a Mickey Dolan's daughter. <laughs> Big joke. Nude in it? No, but she had a couple bikini shots. I mean, they were tr- clearly trying to make her like uh, the girl from Can't Buy Me Love. 
who did you uh, see the new predator the harvey weinstein yeah i saw him at, uh, <laughs> that's some, a good joke some i i do uh i did try it last night at the comedy store uh you know and then i always see uh brian singer at uh coffee bean really yeah it's kind of sad so i think he lives up sunset plaza yeah he's always at the coffee bean on santa monica boulevard dude i'm surprised he's not at um jimboree yeah i mean that's out of control i mean yeah uh, that's been a known thing ever since i moved here well, yeah, and then uh, Bohemian Rhapsody's a big hit, but they can't really promote it right now because his name's back in the news. Did you see it? Uh, I only wanted to see it if they uh, went warts and all. Like he died yeah. of AIDS, right? Like it, warts and all. The way he, the way I, I hated. The, I didn't hate the movie. There were some very cool things to watch. It was entertaining, but the fact that it is nominated for awards makes me hate it because it's not that good of a movie. There's a lot of things in it that are that are laughable that are trying to be serious like his performance is good but he he like is care like too cartoony with the overbite and he's like i have fall extra incisors and he's slurping the whole movie and i have this one really big problem sorry to go off on a tangent here but it's okay when you're playing a historical figure like freddie mercury where the fucking colored contacts it took it takes me out of the movie if you're playing someone and you have different colored eyes you went to all this great length to be like that person and you're not willing to wear the colored fucking contacts fuck you well like i had a guest on here the great jeffrey mark uh old school gay hollywood and uh, he told me a story about how he fucked freddie mercury in a bathroom at like a sex club in new york nice. i want that yeah it's yeah, what, I wanted to see all his his uh, his you know dangerous liaisons. You you uh, what did it win again at the Golden Globes? Like best picture or something? Rami Malek won. Oh, I don't know if it won. He's okay. great in that. What's the TV show? Robot, I Robot, or Mr. Not, Robot. Mr. Mr. Robot, I Robot. Uh, <laughs> whatever. He's I mean, great in that show, Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> he actually just comes He's over and sucks Mr. Roomba. <laughs> Zumba, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Roomba, you glam. But, but you know, I don't like movies that, uh, and the rest of the band was important. Like, they right. just kind of glossed over those three guys. Uh, you know, I mean, Brian May, they made him look like the first Bill Cosby victim. Uh, <laughs> he does look like the Well, I mean, that, <laughs> the one who won in court, Andrea, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought, oh, fuck, Bill Cosby fucked Brian May. That's a movie. Uh, and the kid from Jurassic Park is in it. He's like the bassist or something. Yeah, I mean, it was like that Def Leppard movie where it's like, you know, wait. There's a Def there was Leopard a Def Leppard. There was like <laughs> Lifetime or something. Uh, once we cut Facebook, produced by Earl, produced by Brian Singer. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, uh, they're not twelve years old. What the hell does this have to do with anything? Uh, so, but so that's Brian a, Singer's working on the Menudo movie. He's working on uh, Michael Jackson, but only the first ten years of his life. <laughs> it's amazing they let him direct uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, it is. Don't you guys well, do? Well, he also got in a lot of trouble because he didn't show up to set or he showed up late. He wouldn't do his job. And the sequel to Bohemian Rhapsody is going to be horrible. It's going to be about 10 minutes. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, if we're really going to like go for it. And it's actually just going to be a hardcore gay porn. Well, that, but that was the last couple of years of his life. I mean, but you know, it's so <laughs> that movie has been so successful. This is a good topic. 
<laughs> we just get right into the AIDS talk. I mean, by the way, I saw there's a great documentary on Netflix about the HIV epidemic and porn. Remember a couple years ago, there was that one guy who fucked like. Yeah. Dude, uh, that affected my life. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, Jeffrey Mark just messaging me right now. Uh, he was the guy who uh, fucked Freddie Mercury. And oh, nice. Hello, Jeffrey. <laughs> um, so, but like. The scary thing, it, by the way, if you're going to watch a documentary on HIV and porn, just watch the first 30 minutes because the, the last hour is a real bummer. But uh, they actually the show same you. Same with the, porn. The same with actual porn. But they show you the scenes in which each girl got it. Like, oh, it's really wow. scary. That's like dark. They show this one girl. I guess she had anal with the guy, and, you know, there's there's no condom. They fell in anal. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the name of the movie was... Why did you uh, watch it? Because it was just Netflix has great documentaries, uh, and I thought, oh, I mean, I love anything porn-related because uh, <laughs> I don't watch porn, even though it looks like I produce it right now. Wait, doing, you don't watch porn Now right I'm now. doing bits on my own podcast. Uh, hold on, wait. Did, did you watch the Rocco Ciferetti one? He was too aggressive. He's so aggressive. I don't when like aggressive about, porn. There's a scene where he talks about his mom died and he met up with one of her friends to console her. And he got so worked up that he just like pulled his cock out and, and like made her suck his dick. And it's so out there and bizarre and uncomfortable but it's like it's so compelling at the same time. I couldn't stop watching that fucking movie. What's such a sad industry? Like, uh, and now all these broads, uh, you know, they're webcam girls. I won't say who was telling me this at the comedy store last night, but they're all cam girls. So like, you can't really make a living at porn anymore. Like, mm -hmm. if you're like, because it's all free. I mean, who wants to pay some broad five grand when you can just go on myfreecams.com password martin72 <laughs> and uh, you know watch it for free now so i don't know who pays for i'm not into cams i need the i need the story uh, really you watch the story for real yeah i need the i don't need what the story you, i need the context in which it's happening I don't watch porn just because, uh, I mean, I have a 75-inch high-def television, 4K. I you say you have something else that's 75. I mean, no, I've got a, it's about eight, maybe nine in the right you mouth. Pass your headshot on to my agent. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. I, I got into two problems at the store about a month and a half ago. Really? I, you know. What happened? It's crazy. For yeah. for two weeks of my life, I've never been so scared. I thought my whole career was done. Uh, one night at the store, Ryan O'Neill was killing. Mm -hmm. It was killing. I'm like fuck, I'm gonna have to do something like crazy to, you know, keep up the momentum. So I did the Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs, and it always kills. It never has not like gotten the room. And then I thought, well, you know, you guys, I can't show you my dick on stage. There's, you know, liquor licenses and all that stuff. So I'm going to uh, pull out my dick pic and I just pass it around the audience. Oh, my God. So the audience, like literally every audience member looked at my dick pic and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, I guess someone complained and, and said they were going to sue me and the club and, and 
<laughs> Who know. voluntarily looks at it and then complains? Well, I don't know. It's a great picture. They didn't like oh, it's it. the best dick pic in the, in the business. But, uh, you know, I still to this day don't really know who it was. Uh, so he was a comic? No. I don't know. I have no idea. They no emailed the store and the store was on my side. Luckily, uh, everyone was. But uh, <laughs> for two weeks, I thought. Louie was. Well, I mean, you know, Adam gave me a main room Dude, spot. And I thought, this me. is it. This is my last spot ever here. Uh, but sorry, uh, well, that's all. I mean, it all, I guess, you know, but so I don't uh, show my dick pic anymore. Delete it all, uh, all delete. Uh, and you know, it's crazy how one tweet could take yeah. you down when you hear this, Carlos, when you hear this kind of stuff about the store, mm-hmm. how it's different now. You used to hang out there with us every night, mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. What, and then you know. You moved on. You started doing other things. What is girls promoting Celsius right now to the live cam for the listeners? Well, yeah, I got to make some money. What, but uh, they're not paying you. This is two hundred and uh, I think this is the two hundred and sixty-sixth episode. Uh, I've never gotten a dollar. Uh, even when I was high up on the charts, I wasn't making any money. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, be proactive so I can get okay. bigger guests and like, you know, uh, that's positive. Yeah, I you've had that. some good guests. I have weird guests, you know, like. Uh, but isn't that good for your fan base? Well, it is. Uh, it's unique. Like I had the bad guy from Superman too. Like not not Terrence Stamp, but the Tony guy. Tony Katane. Uh, Tony Katane, Stephen Piercy from Rat. Uh, Eric Gruber. Uh, Eric uh, back in the New York Gruber. Uh, I've had uh, Ben Bailey from Cash Cab. Jeff Richards. Uh, uh, Jeff Richards and. Uh, but you know now I you know you, you got to go after people with social uh, media followings. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it works. What I about mean, from your Bravo shows, all those shows you like? I've had uh, who uh, Kristen Dode from uh, Vanderpump Rules a few times. Uh, had uh, Instagram model, friends with Jeff Ross. Yeah. Uh, but, but she has a million followers. Big on name. On Noel or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was like, you know, you, so, I mean. Cool. You know, I'm trying to to figure it out. 265 episodes in, I still don't know what I'm doing. Do you approach people at the store? You know, there's a lot of famous people coming by there now these days. You ever be like, hey, uh, you want to do my podcast? Uh, it depends on how well I know them. You know, like I saw who, uh, like Jimmy Carr was, uh, I was at a, a dinner party with him a couple weeks ago, but it just wasn't the right uh time to ask him I mean, the same thing with david spade you know he'd be good you know uh, i think people like you like even like people not as famous as david spade but still with followings would do it but they have to see like, like say i don't know rob schneider he'd be a great guest delia would be a great guest these uh, are people that would do it if you just asked them yeah i mean all the people from i'm dying up here uh you know they all have uh you know uh big followings yeah Eric sad Griffin. that show is off what's well, funny we talk about social media i think that's part of the reason at least from my perspective that you know like on twitter i think they only had like 2500 followers instagram it was about the same and it just never that's you like you look stupid. at stupid benji's and esther's show mm-hmm. like that had a good uh social media game and yeah, even though done too. I'm sad that yeah that's it's, it's crazy you don't know what uh what hits and what misses i honestly thought that i'm dying up here would be the next ray donovan shameless type show and yeah 
You know, you look at the people who are on it. Uh, you know, Melissa Leo's won an Oscar. How many episodes were you on that show for? Uh, I think in two seasons. I was probably in about 10. Wow, really? Uh, That's a good run. But like three, I didn't have any lines. Like one one episode, they had me literally, uh, I think someone. Question had, in the back. Someone had <laughs> fucked uh, Goldie's daughter. So a bunch of us are at the bar and I'm just eating cake. But I got so paid weird. 900 bucks just to eat that cake. So, uh, I mean, but in, but to show you the Me Too movement, how it affected even something like that, the mm -hmm. main writer goes, hey, we have this scene where Ari... Uh, Grainer? Yeah, Ari Grainer, uh, Cassie... And she the, was great in The Sopranos. She, she's awesome. Like, she's yeah. amazing. Cassie and I'm Dying Up Here. She's so desperate and down... Her name's Cassie? Yeah. <laughs> down and out on her luck and i'm dying up here that i don't know if we were going to have sex but we hook up in some capacity you and Cassie hook up on showtime on the show we were going to and the writer What's came your character's to me name? al sims al sims but the writer came up to me the next day and said the network said we can't they don't want her being passed around like that they're like she's supposed to call me like so showtime <laughs> cassie cassie's the girl i saw uh, magic mike with back in the day well i wasn't gonna go there it was me, Cassie in the back, and then Bruce Valanche yeah. was in the very front of the theater. So at the end of Magic Mike, it's three people in like a 400-person seat theater. And we all leave at the same time, and Bruce Valanche just locked eyes with me. And uh, I'm like, hey, Bruce, what you think of the movie? He's like, get rid of those double Ds, and I'll show you mine. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bruce Belinch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, you know. But then you look at a show like Roast Battle. Is what's hit. going on with you and roasting? Are you gonna ro are you gonna roast battle Jeff Ross? I I made the offer, but he won't do it. What so. do you mean he won't do it? Has he well, you'd have to won't. ask him. I don't know. You know, I made the offer because I think it would be good for the show. Why don't you ever go to his house and just ask him in the hills? No, I'm good on that. But Thank why? You. Why you don't have to say specifically if you Oh, I like Jeff. I people no, think no, no. I don't like him. But like who's there? Bunch that, of open micers trying to palm. And you feel like that energy isn't good. Yeah, for I'm you not around. uh I'm not uh, you know. But like if you were there, I don't think people would view you in the same group as that. They wouldn't. Oh, they wouldn't, but I would like I don't want to hang out with personal a bunch health. of open micers who are trying to palm Jeff to get on season four or whatever they're but what doing. What do you say about like Benji there or something? Benji works. Benji's with Jeff. not an open micer. Yeah, I know, and they're, they're you. So, but I, I it's go? just I'm, I'm willing to do some things. Some yeah. I'm not. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know that that's another almost podcast that show. But I thought it would have been fun for me and Jeff to roast. And do you think he heard the offer? Oh yeah, you know, but you know, he's sorry. been notified of it. He's been notified of it. I had three Comedy Central execs uh call me and say it's not happening. But uh Dude, call me on my landline. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well at the end when I did the verbal well, it's, I guess it's called the Roast Battle podcast now on Comedy Central's network. Uh, I I gave out my home uh, cell phone number mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, I had a Comedy Central exec who's actually pretty funny he's like yeah uh, I'm the head of Comedy Central you let, and you know we had a nice talk but uh, you know but that get it's 
Like that's a hit four seasons running. Yeah. You wouldn't think Why that, haven't you been more involved in it? Is my question. I'm a voice of the voiceless, Herrera. I Do you speak think it's, for the shut up. What I is speak. it you're doing? Oh yeah. I mean oh. you know. <laughs> Wait, did you stop coming around the comedy store right before, before the, right before? Roast battle. Uh, Although I wrote I did I wrote for one or a couple. I wrote I remember Jeremy Cravens against Julia Reese. Yeah, that wasn't a good battle. Yeah, uh, no. That's like one I went to, and I went to you versus Whitney. Yeah, yeah, that was right, uh, that. You know, I've only lost twice, both times to women. So yeah, uh, I mean, it's a great show, but it's just like, times up. You know, I don't have a, I don't have manager or representation. So like, I got the shaft in Montreal. But your life you're, is you're on like several shows. It doesn't matter. His life is funny already. He has a good life. You do well, a year and a half ago, comedy. what else do you want to do? I want management, so I, I don't get. Uh, I had a meeting with a pretty big manager about two weeks ago and uh you know he basically said uh in the perfect scenario what do you want from a manager and i said well like you know i explained to him my experience on roast battle and uh he was like uh he listened and he's like well let me tell you what would have happened if i would have been representing you yeah uh one you would have gotten a piece of the show because you were in the room from day one Mm -hmm. uh two you would have been on every season uh because mm -hmm. it's been on three seasons uh and i would have had you on the uk show with jimmy carr so four seasons if you count that and you would have picked who you want to battle uh and uh then i would have gotten you on more other comedy central shows i would have made you not the face of comedy central but like you know you would have been on like drunk history you you know, yeah. uh, since you're the I lead, drank. but since you're the lead on an adult swim cartoon, I would have gotten you on their cartoons and animated shows. So why didn't you, why didn't anything come of this? Well, I mean, it's, it's like, you're telling me this, like, you know, a year late, like, you know, now, I mean, I still have the cartoon, but, uh, what are you checking your phone the for? Timberwolves beat the Lakers. So, uh, but that's just know what to say. That's what happened. I was just seeing the time. Well, it's time to put the phone away. I'm sorry. And, I just you're doing to check. a fucking podcast. Would right. you do that? Would you do that if Ro this was Rogan's podcast? Hey, Joe, hold on. Let me. Uh, the Timberwolves beat the Lakers. I mean, Let's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, we're on. No, no. I don't want to do hold it on, on Facebook Live. The, well, the you're on Russians. it. This is TV, not radio. What's with a gun, Hans? It's a <laughs> Hart Bachner and Die Hard. <laughs> I'm trying to get him on my podcast. Like he doesn't have social media. We should do another movie podcast, you and I. But I want Hart Bachner. No, I'm saying, but we should do another movie one. We did the Heat episode. Yeah, we did the Heat, and but like one the, of the best episodes ever. Sandra Bullock and Melissa yeah. McCarthy. We, Adam me Ray. and Sandy saw that at the ArcLight Dome. Well, I to had the guy Ray. with Simbari who wrote uh, Simbari. That's who I got uh, kicked out of my seat for in Roast Battle season two. Stephen Simbari. Uh, oh, they no. brought me uh, in for a particular battle and and for a particular joke we don't have to get into it uh and, dirty and word in it. as soon as that battle was over uh the producers like uh yeah he's got to sit there i'm like who's this guy oh this is stephanie simbari's brother oh cool this is really great to be treated oh like i this. was i was uh accurate i was just making a joke <laughs> so i mean i love simbari but it's like you know when you work on a show and, and are responsible for getting the television and you're kicked off for the yeah the, you know i'm sorry uh, if you had that manager it wouldn't have happened right well, you are you have representation, right? Yeah. So you get into meetings that you probably wouldn't get into if you didn't have a manager, right? Yeah. They I'm asking. I'm not like. Sometimes. Has it, it's been a while. 
Well, but a lot of times it's, uh, you know. What about a touring manager for you? Someone to send you on the road. Well, now I have TV credits. So, I, yeah, that, that's of interest to me. Like, you know. You and Gruber, one night only. No one knows who Gruber one is. One night stand only. One night stand up, the pilot I did for Barry Katz. <laughs> He was a great episode. Isn't that the one where the David bombed. Taylor was in too? Yeah, yeah. The only joke. It's the Duke lacrosse joke. I did joke. a Duke lacrosse joke. And the only out of 400 people in the main room, two people are laughing. David Taylor and Ian Bag. What's it, the joke? Well, the premise of the show uh, was uh, called One Night Stand Up. Yeah, we get it. You uh, Brought to you by New Wave. The girl never sees you. She hears your act. Oh, <laughs> Which I kind of like that that premise. Uh, she didn't pick you. And at the time, I wanted to get in front of Barry Katz, but not go on Last Comic Standing because I just didn't. I don't think that shows for me uh, in terms of the format. Uh, and then I so I do this joke about the Duke lacrosse captain having a degree in economics. So he obviously knew forty seven didn't go into two, and dead silence in the main room, packed. I mean. That's a really that that is a really good joke. I mean, it's probably the best joke I've ever written from the standpoint of being smart and you know yeah. f- funny or whatever, dry and dark and uh and then that's when Dave Taylor and Ian Bag laughed in the back and I'm like, "Oh, that's not good." Have you seen David recently? Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing good. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but to have Barry Katz on and he, it's really if I could steer people. I always steer people to the Tommy episode of this podcast, yeah. the first one. Second you one, have him back. Those on. are great. I would, but he kind of repeated himself a lot in the second one. Yeah, he did. But I, I'm fascinated as to what he's doing now and how he feels now that, that there's been because you had Central him on right America. after he left the comedy store. Yeah, Did after he w- was in Central America or something. He was. He's bounced around, uh, <laughs> but he still, I think keeps uh benji sent me a flyer of him running a show with gt yeah he does like an open mic now where gt really yeah you can uh he can critique your set for five dollars oh that's nice so uh you know there you go i mean how the mighty have fallen i mean can you imagine adam let's say adam left the comedy store and two years from now he's uh giving critiques for five bucks at uh you know the unurban yeah that's depressing so uh and unlikely but i think tommy still hey, thinks man, i'll give you a critique for five dollars <laughs> but i think tommy still thinks in well, his mind i'll give you a critique well, for five well they were one of the most popular episodes so i do own that and it is have them back on i would i'd never had a problem with them i mean you know i i think uh aren't you glad you didn't buy him that guitar yeah, I almost bought him a guitar and stuffed it full of weed to get past. Yeah. Because I know that's how uh, certain other people... No, I'm glad you didn't do it. Well, it's just lucky that Adam saw me in Tempe, Arizona in 2011. And, you know, so that was basically my showcase. Who were showcase. you there with in 2011? I was there with the great Jeff Richards of Ditto Kiddo fame, Saturday Night Live, Mad TV, and the, uh, in, the inimitable uh, Rob Schneider, Deuce Bigelow, and the animal, the hot chick. You know. This is the weekend when they had the the night um where well, didn't you walk in on richards and all you saw was like his shadow and he looked like alfred hitchcock the no that was in movie. cincinnati when jeff had asked me to go get ice from the ice machine and down at the end of the hallway so i left i come back and the bathroom in this hotel had those smoky mirrors 
where you could see, like you could basically see what was going on in the bathroom. So when I walk in, I see Jeff Richards with my laptop. He's on the floor jacking off. So, uh, you know, and that probably wasn't the energy. <laughs> I don't think. Wait, what about the time you caught him in the tub? Oh, he, cl- he would clog toilets on every uh, gig. Uh, and so one time we're at the, the Jacksonville Comedy Zone. That sounds nice. Uh, where, 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 Fred. Uh, where the hotel's connected to the club. Yeah, so the green room. And if you ever. I actually love that club. It's a great club, but like if you're a big name comic like Rob Schneider, Paulie Shore, any headliner with a name, the green room, if it's still in effect, is room 101. It's just the hospitality room. Yeah. So you have to like, oh, you, wow. you know, with Schneider, it was crazy because he's, he's, he's like Paulie. He gets, you know, these massive fans. Paul, mm-hmm. You know, he had to like, we had to set up like security for him to get to the stage. And, yeah. uh, Jeff had taken a dump so horrifically gigantic that right before the first show, we had to call in the maintenance guy, and <laughs> and Jeff is in the bath bathtub. You know, it's filled with water, and he's naked, and he's got a rubber ducky over his dick, and he starts inviting the maintenance guy to go to the show that night. That's crazy. Wait, what was the thing where... <laughs> Road stories. What was the thing with Richards where Schneider came in and was upset? That was another hotel <laughs> where he was that. I think Jeff had gone uh, to the gym or something, <laughs> but he took a dump <laughs> and the toilet clogged. So uh, I think I took a whiz or something and I went to flush it and it started overflowing. And so there's shit all over the floor. <laughs> And I, I was the host. I was the, the MC, so I had to get ready. And you know, you're going first. It's no cold opening. You know, it's like you got to get down there, and there's no music for you. It's just get up there and start the show. And so I had to take a shower. And I literally was like in a minefield in like Iraq. I had to like jump two feet there, two feet there. I had to jump on the toilet and jump into the shower. And just as I'm jumping into the shower, Schneider walks in. <laughs> And I don't do a good impression of Rob, but he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, well, he clogged another toilet. And he's like, what the fuck? This room's under my name. Like, what, what the fuck? And uh, so that's when I think after that trip, it just started being me and Rob on the road. <laughs> <laughs> me and Adam Egan the other day were at the store talking about the time Richards came up to him. He was, And then after this, he told everybody the story. But he came up to Adam Egan one time. And he goes, dude, I got a blowjob the other day. Blew in her mouth. <laughs> And then Adam goes, oh, did you, did you give her a warning first? He goes, does this count as a warning? <laughs> oh. But I mean, I, I can't say I missed those days of the road, but it was. Oh, there's, I, I, you know what? Looking back, I don't miss them either, but they were so funny. I mean, you do, but you don't. Because back then, you know, I was just a loser MC, you know, nothing going on. Uh, you know, it's probably two. I'd probably been doing comedy nine years at the time, and uh, Jeff hooked me up with the gig. Uh, so I saw the good side of comedy, where it's like sold out shows every night. I mean, in four years, Rob never didn't sell out a show. It was crazy. Like you'd think one, two, maybe a bad weekend hit, but mm-hmm. it was just unbelievable. 
uh, how he do people just yell his fucking punchlines every time? Yeah, you his, know, his from from like the water boy and whatever. You can do it, and uh, you know, I think the the circle. He has a line about the circle in one of those movies that's pretty famous. Fifty uh, first dates. Yeah, but he does something. The circle says. is now. Is he combined. funny in that boys, one. or is that Harlan Williams? It's that's Harlan, Harlan Williams. Wait, what's the one that where he, the, where he turns into the girl? Hot chick. Love that movie. Oh, yeah. He had some hits, man. And like, uh, but, you know, back then I was like nine years in. I was like, this, I had no credits. I had bench warmers as my only credit. Uh, Funniest scene of that movie. I mean, a lot of people say that, to be honest with you. Uh, but you've been going on the road lately. Well, now I can, but now that's when you need a manager or an agent to, to, uh, you don't go on the road at all anymore. Well, next a couple of weeks, I'm doing the Shane Doan roast in uh, at the House of Comedy. The who? Uh, he's uh, he's a very famous hockey player. He played okay. for the uh, Winnipeg Jets and Phoenix Coyotes, so the same franchise for 21 years. He never. Where is it? Uh, he never asked to be traded. They were never really in that Phoenix. Yeah, a lot of controversy with that club. You know about it. No, I mean, I, I don't. Uh, let's get in it. But I will say before you say this, Rick Bronson, the king, he owns the comic strip in Edmonton, mm -hmm. Great uh, club. Uh, Mall of America, yeah. and uh, some other things coming down the pike. But the other club owners in the Phoenix area want him out. And why? And everything they can to get him out. But why? I don't know. I don't know. I just know there's a lot of controversy surrounding it. Well, I can only imagine how, I mean, it's competitive with comics. I mean, we see the backstabbing that goes on in our world. I can only imagine. He seems to get the best lineups Yeah, from, from what I see. Uh, you know, Chris Rangiola, Eleanor is, uh, is uh, performing there. You He's know. willing to take a chance on people that don't have a ton of credits. Yeah, like, I mean, if you look at the dais. That on, are super funny. Oh, yeah. But that's, like, smart to me. It's like you look at his Edmonton club. Uh, there's in you know, Gerard Carmichael was headlining there when he, he wasn't anywhere near the fame level he is now. But I, I bet if Gerard ever goes to Edmonton, I mean, there, there probably isn't another comedy club up there, but he'll give Rick first, you know, let me, I'll do that. I'll do Mall of America for you. I'll do, you know, that's smart. Dude, Gerard, right? Uh oh, watch out. Cause you, didn't you, uh, but I wish more people would be like that. Like, yeah, you want dice clay and, yeah. Uh, you know, Jezelnik and Jeff Ross, and but you know what, guys like you could headline. You could headline easily. I'm starting to. I'm headlining the punchline in San Francisco on February 26th. And if you don't mind me at, like, I'm not asking you how you got the gig, but like, because you don't have a ton of TV credits, do you? I have TV credits all on TV shows that didn't last. So. Sure, I have TV credits, but they don't. But none of it's on the air anymore. I mean, you, you and I you are probably find the, it. we're probably in the same level of fame, like in terms of like TV shows. Yes, and, you guys are the same. So yeah, like comparable. Uh, yeah. So like, did they reach out to you say, "Hey, we saw you on this," or do you reach out to them? No, I've done the club a couple times, and they liked me, and I reached out to them and said, "Hey, I'm gonna be here with." I, last time I did it, I was there with Bobby Lee, and I asked if I could headline the night before his nights start and they were into it and it went really well so i'm doing that again this time with adam ray and i'm gonna just keep trying to do it every time i go out on the road at a club that i've already been to yeah i mean because uh i think like eleanor i think is at the edmonton club in august 
and I'm going to see if I can open for her. But then that Wednesday night, I'm going to ask Rick, hey, can I headline your Wednesday night show? Which is probably like an not an open mic, but like the local comics right. and stuff. So Just headline that. Yeah, and then, you know, you open the rest of the week. Uh, Although open micers will worship you. Oh, yeah. I mean, As I'm, if you want a roast battle, because uh, you did. Well, you know. I'm, but roast battle is probably the show I get asked about the most still. It's huge. Carlos, do you miss stand-up or being around it or doing it at all? Not really. I'm. A, it's a bummer you're not on Roast Battle more. Well, you know, uh, you know, it's a great show, but it's just, uh, I don't know if you've ever dealt with politics uh, on a Dude, show. I've dealt with politics. <laughs> Are we still live? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to cut it in a few minutes. Uh, How long but- have we done? What, what are you uh I'm just asking. I'm the, the producer don't worry about it what do you care you're not going to be editing this uh <laughs> do you but, edit these hey jamie yeah. hey jamie look up uh hack suits but i mean like what what politics have you like you've been on shows like you did the a pilot with esther once uh-huh i'm sure there he was did too. esther pavitsky uh from uh, freeforms uh alone is it alone, alone ag- together alone together yeah. but you know <laughs> That's a show that should have gotten a longer run. The yes. politics I deal with most nowadays. Yes, I agree. Alone Together was really funny and it should have gotten a longer run. Um, you know, every show that comes out with people we know, you, you're supportive because you want people to be supportive of what you're doing. But you then you watch and, and if it's good, you're really happy because you're like, oh, I can get behind this and feel good about it. And Alone Together was one of those shows. And there are a handful of them out there, too. Uh, Corporate, I think, is really funny. I love Jake Wise. You know, it's cool to see people you like succeed and have good shows. Um, I think the TV show Roast Battle is great. I don't love the live show in the belly room. I think it's a toxic environment of open micers. That's part of why I left. It's like, you know, because they... uh... But it was so much better when you were playing a character on it. Well, but I mean, the I, original the house racist it, heckler, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But they, that's one of the problems I had where I was told it wasn't uh, there wasn't time to do it on the TV show. But uh, then on season three there, the, they did it with my replacement. Like, so it's like, so there is time to do it. You just. Yeah, and Cena's great. The Saudi prince. Yeah. Uh, he's. But I also feel like I was going to say the politics I had to deal with most is diversity casting. And I've come close on a lot of things, and they've just had to give it to somebody who's more diverse than me. And I, it seems like that was the case with the house racist. Plus, it's easier to swallow racist comments if it's coming from someone who's a minority. See, I don't think it is. A person to, of color. Like, to me, it's even more racist to have an Arab guy doing like anti-arab shtick like in this environment given like after 9-11 let's be honest uh, arab uh or muslim looking uh, comics or or people in general are not like exactly looked at favorably here like i, I think it's having a white person say it's just like oh this is crazy white guy well it, it's it's what you were doing was satire. You're not actually racist. You're making fun of someone who is racist saying those things. You just happen to be saying really funny racist stuff. But you, but I also just don't think people understand the line between satire. Like people see satire and they don't realize that's what it is. They just get mad on a surface level 
about any word that might be considered offensive and they don't see it as you making fun of someone who would be saying that in earnest i mean ultimately at least when i was doing it i was making fun of white people like like for how stupid racists look uh and it's like do you really think a, a show with brian moses a black host uh is gonna have a, a an actual racist sidekick uh i mean jim carrey got it and it made me i could have quit comedy after this i think about three years in he came up to watch and uh, he was you know obviously very funny and he came up to me in the parking lot of the store after and he just whispered to me hey archie where's edith like he got it like oh, the awesome. whole time i've been telling people it's archie bunker like and they're like who's that i'm like all right this isn't gonna work uh but he got it like you know so jim carrey when saw was me that there's like three years into roast battle he, he oh. was not judging but he was just there jeff i think had brought him up and uh so that made me feel like okay i'm doing cool. it right jim carrey saw me at mitzi shore's memorial and he's like you are belushi you are him you're his essence and that was like the coolest moment of my life yeah it's like to get someone like jim carrey tell you uh but people are stupid. Like I had someone yesterday on Instagram, I posted a clip of the jellies uh, and they accused me of using it as a platform for my racism. Wow. And it's like, uh, do you know that the jellies, it's literally an all black cast, but me it's written by an all black writing staff. The two creators are black. Uh, like, what do you like? It's parody. You of that? Yeah. Oh, a troll, you know, just some, but they were serious and I felt bad because you could tell it really hurt their feel. Like they really are yeah, offended. But it but hurts their feelings because they don't think it through. Do you, do people in comedy ever call you racist ever? Like uh, do people in comedy ever not get your characters at the be in the belly room or? Well, I mean, late night at the stores, you know, Sandy, uh, well, you know, too, yeah. that you, you've well, watched. You have to like. They've heard every fucking joke. They've heard. They've seen every big name comic from Rogan, Dalia, Jeslin, Joey Diaz, Theo Vaughn. You you just can't hit them with. Uh, like, so how about those Patriots? You got to hit them with deep. Like when you yeah, bring but up, have any comics ever gotten mad at you or like offended? No, I mean I had one guy come up to me after a roast battle and go, "What's with the racist bullshit, man?" I'm like, "Oh, it's a character like Archie Bunker," and he looks at me and goes, "Who the fuck is Archie Bunker?" And thankfully, Moses was standing right next to me. I'm like, hey, Moses, this guy wants to talk to you. And I ran out of there like was Carl. Black, Lewis. Guy or white? black guy, big black dude. Oh, I think he really? was one of Red Grant's buddies. This is when they had the black show downstairs in the belly or in the uh, main room. Mm -hmm. Red Grant's tripping yeah, on yeah. Tuesdays. And Red's awesome. He'd been up there yeah. a couple times. And R Russell Simmons, uh, I, I went deep pretty deep one night up there with the racial zingers and yeah there was a night you went too deep russell simmons was there i said yeah, i better apologize to him you know just it's russell simmons and i'm like hey mr simmons you know it's just a character you know i, I hope you weren't offended he just he pulls me in and goes you were my favorite part kid he pulled you and he's like it's okay i rape yeah well i mean he did play footsies with me once in hot yoga but <laughs> uh, i take hot yoga to uh cleanse my palate yeah but it just seems like the stuff that was going on at the store when carlos was hanging out there a few years ago that stuff just doesn't go on there anymore what stuff doesn't like the shenanigans late at night and any sort of like any sort of racy joke What's involving sex or race just 
Well, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, one tweet. I mean, someone could see your act and say, uh, this guy had all the audience members on stage, which is a bit you do. Yeah, when is it every? There. Is it every show you do that? Or? No, no, I only do that when I, it's late, late at night, and they're sort of, uh, they, they, they've, they're not in the moment anymore. Mm. They're thinking about what they're going to eat after this, or paying the babysitter, or going home, or how they're going to get home or paying the check. And I, I do it to unify them, get them on the same page, engage with them and connect. And they go back to their seat, resets the room and they're into it for the next two, three comics after me. Yeah. I mean, you, and, and I don't think the comics after you and after me realize anything I'm doing on there is literally, yeah, I want to get laughs and, and do well. You know, I'm sure Adam checks in with people. Hey, how, how'd Sandy Earl do late night? Uh, but I'm also trying to hold the audience for the people next coming on next. So that's why we do like that? Buffalo Bill and and stuff like that. And uh, uh, the Lewis, they got Ghost in here. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wish the comics, because there are some comics at the store who phone it in and start talking shit, and then the audience just leaves, and you're next. So I don't think all comics share our. Uh, you right, know. there's no like messing around there anymore. You can even Rogan said it. He doesn't even like doing new material there, and that's him. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. I mean, I do a lot of the same set. Uh, probably at least ten minutes of my set are the same jokes because it's like. If know. I'm l going late at night, I do the thing where I bring people on stage so that I can do new material. Because then, when they go back and sit down, they're connected with me, and it's the best opportunity for me to try new jokes because. I've already won them over. But like some audience member could sit there and uh, say they didn't like you. They didn't think you were funny for whatever reason. They could literally say, he grabbed my ass when I went up there on stage. He, he was looking at my tits. I felt uncomfortable. One tweet. And you don't get spots anymore. Like it's a new era. Like, I had a thing where I brought people on stage and these drunk Canadian guys stole the side mic and part of the mic stand. And I thought, oh, I'm done. Yeah, I I mean, was, but then nobody cared. So it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, the crowds have never been better at the store, but now it's it's like I think comics walk on edge. Uh, oh yeah, you know, unless you're super super, even if you're super famous. I mean, look at Louis C.K. He's all the trouble he's going through with one joke about the school shooting, and uh, it's you know. ridiculous. It's yeah. crazy. People just need to realize, like, go away. You don't like it, go away. Well, I think ultimately, if the joke is funny, come back after the after he's gone. Uh, you know, if the joke is funny, I think you get a free pass. I mean, I thought the joke Louis C.K.'s joke was, I mean, it's a pretty hardcore subject, but it is Parkland. a funny visual of like some skinny, scared kid just shoving the fat kid in the yeah. way. Like, I, to me, that's funny, but like, it's a pretty hard sell uh, right now. That that type of joke. But you know, uh, it wasn't meant for all of us to listen well, to either. He just doesn't seem to have like the self awareness to know that yeah. right now that's not what people are going to be receptive to from him. If Dave Chappelle was doing that, okay, yeah, people would be into it. Earl, we need to cut the Facebook feed. Why? What are you, my producer? I'll cut it when I want to. I thought you were going to do 20 minutes only. I am. But are you interrupting. Yeah, there's a lot of people watching. But then you're just going to give this episode away for free. 
I, no, I, I cut it when I feel you're boring, which is getting real close. I'm not being. I'm not checking be your phone. I'm not going to be How vulnerable live. I'm not going to be honest. Though. All right, so we're going to cut the Facebook feed because Carlos is to this episode what Lorenzo Lamas is to acting. Uh, where can yeah. people uh, follow you? To, where to can people a, follow you online? They can look that up. On just the what's your Twitter? At CJ Herrera. Yeah. Yeah. Spell it for my fan base. CJ. Your white fan base at C-J-H-E-R-R-E-R-A. And and Sandy Danto? At Sandy Danto, S-A-N-D-Y-D-A-N-T-O. All right, we're going to talk for a bit more on uh, Apple Podcasts. Check out my Instagram, or I mean uh, my Instagram at Sandy Danto, but my podcast, Motherfuckers, a parenting podcast, and my show at the Improv once a month. The next one's February 6th, 10 p.m. Watch me chill in the improv lab yeah i went to uh one uh it was very funny jonathan kite i think uh no you you came to the adh show that's avery show. oh my bad my bad uh avery pearson on keyboards yeah uh you got your fingers in all the cookie jars <laughs> trying to snatch those cookies inappropriate all soundcloud and itunes leave a review if you haven't done so already listen to the rest on apple Podcasts. So, are you happy now? Dude, fuck those nerds. Why are you giving them free content? Because uh, if it's free, it's for me. I mean, that's how I it works. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't know it was going to be live. I didn't feel comfortable I being open. I kept trying to engage you. No, I and, know. And I was like, what's going on? Well, for, I didn't feel comfortable being open on Facebook. Yeah, live. but you'll talk about your escort days now on iTunes, Apple well, Podcasts. Well, I don't want, I'm not, well, we've already talked about escorts and stuff. Are you getting text, Sandy? Yeah, Josh Nasser. Josh Nasser says um, he sees me on Earl's podcast. He says I look like a young Dalia. He says tell tell Earl I said fuck off. Tell him he's a hack who Tommy loves. Tell him Adam wants to unpass him. Well, uh, Josh, uh, when you listen to this podcast, uh, the only spots you get are at Norm's, so uh, gravy or butter, usually. Uh, Josh Nasser, guys, follow him online. Uh, he was on Sons of Anarchy. He made my role on I'm Dying Up Here seem like De Niro and uh, Taxi Driver. <laughs> so, uh, Is he still living with Dana Moon? No, All right, please so don't ever mention Dana Moon's uh, name on this podcast. I'm sorry. Why? Oh, God. What uh, happened? Oh, no, she's cool, but I just like, she's the type that, uh, you know. Oh, we're recording or anything. She'll, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've earned a reputation for going rogue in this business. Yeah, wait. So what's up with Dana? She's nice. The, like, she's like a cool <laughs> you're person. You're the Joe Rogue. Podcast. Yeah, I'm Joe Rogue. Uh, I mean, she's the type that like. Uh, you know, we'll look over. If she's talking to you, she'll be looking over your shoulder to see if like Delia's around really? to talk. Oh yeah, I mean, please. you know the type. I didn't know that about Dana. Um, like she, so if I had a shit, I'm sorry, she did that to you or something. Oh yeah, I've walked by her two or three times at the comedy store recently where she didn't acknowledge me. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guarantee you, if I was on a sitcom uh, or uh, had the number one podcast yeah. or whatever, she, hey Earl, how are you? I just don't jive with people like that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of not jiving, so this is what I wanted to ask about before when we were on the Facebook thing. But you and Carlos. We didn't talk. You weren't for a while. driving for a little while. 
Well, I think talk. you got married, and then uh, no, we talked after that. Not really, though. I mean, uh, and I get it. You know, uh, you have a not you, but like you, you have a new girlfriend or a yeah. wife or whatever. You you kind of got to split half your time with your friends, and then the significant other. Yeah, uh, you went uh, you went uh, OTG off the grid. You know, I think it was just like like uh, where are you going? Gonna check and make sure everything's recording, dude. Yeah, because the last time we did all this, it did not. Yeah, I mean we're at fifty-one minutes. The clock is ticking Wait, here. Go ahead. You, you so I'll I think call you out. Go ahead. No, I think I think my intentions were good, and it just didn't. What were your intentions? I think my intentions were to like live the most full life possible. And if that includes like bringing other people into it, that's what I was intending to do. And I think that like a threesome, it's the guy, the only guy I know who does crowd work during his vows. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. You crushed your vows. Um, but yeah, I get I don't it. Know. Well, it's not even that. I think for you and I, it's like, it's not even about like marriage or whatever like that. I think for you and I, it's like a dynamic issue. Like we sometimes don't get along. I feel like we're not completely honest or something with each other. Or so, right. You know what I mean? What are you on? Lithium or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know. But I, it's also being at the comedy store. I'm a comedy store guy. Even though you're loved at the comedy store, you're not necessarily a comedy store guy. Not anymore. Yeah, I feel Used like. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Like, it's like what you were saying about keeping it real with people like Dana Moon or whatever. I think that, like, when I met you, I was 21. And I would have been more sensitive in that environment at 21. You know what I mean? And I think that. I it's just it was like I had no life preparation beforehand so I'm just kind of running on fumes and learning as I go and so if like I feel sensitive and my instinct is to not be around something that makes me uncomfortable like I'm just try like I'm trying my hardest I don't know that I'm supposed to like go back and like like figure out like under other avenues how to have this like friendship work or you know what I mean Oh yeah, but and also I it's you fall into different circuits. Like I got into the roast battle world, which consumed my life for a, a three or four years. Yeah, I had various girlfriends, uh, you know. So that's uh, you know uh, you you know you have a girlfriend. Like, but most of my girlfriends, uh, I, all of them are comics. Yeah. So you know, in your case, uh, it wasn't your, a comic. your significant other wasn't a comic. Yeah. So like you couldn't like bring her around the comedy store. I mean, yeah. How boring would that be for her? Yeah. Yeah. My wife is not a comic. She does not like to hang around the comedy store. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, if you're there not. There are a- some people that have girlfriends, some comics, or boyfriends that love it there, feel at home there. I wouldn't feel comfortable if my wife felt at home there. I mean, you know, you have, I think, like, Hinchcliffe and his wife do uh, probably the best job of uh, that, that balance of, you know, she's up there, you know, probably. 35 40% of the time he's up there so you know she gets to see people like me and and 
and Tony's friends. And but then there's times she's not up there. I'm sure she's like, what do I want to go up there for? I know, I know Earl's there and Tebow and uh, other t- Tony's other friends. Red Band, you know, Red Band's uh, significant other is, is she's up there, there all the time. Uh, so you know, I think it depends on your significant other and what they do, and if they're in the entertainment business. Uh, and if they're not, uh, you know, they're not going to uh, want to hang out at the store. Mm-hmm. Was there any ever any bad blood between you guys? Like sometimes you just lose touch with people or, you, you know, somebody gets a girlfriend. I think I would get mad at Earl sometimes. For what? Bringing up your wolfing around days. No, I wouldn't get mad at that. I think uh, like... <laughs> I you were a real. So I'm open about doing. that with you. You, you were a real wolf in sheep's clothing. We have stuff to talk about off mic. Yeah, <laughs> off mic. <laughs> the, no, I think. What are you looking at your phone for now? I'm trying to take Who's a picture. You? No one's texting me. You think what, dude? You're oh, I thought middle. you were taking a picture or something. I'm sorry. I no. I think I would get mad at. I think. I don't know. I felt like I wasn't, I didn't have the tools to deal with like Earl trolling me sometimes online or something like that. Like I didn't, like I felt like it was disrespectful to do to your friend. Yeah. But Earl just kind of to play devil's advocate here. But like, just like yeah. you know, he's just like, he's in the roast world and he's just like breaking balls. Yeah. yeah. But like, I'm trying to get some traction. But that's online. like, yeah, no, I get that's funny and stuff, but like it would go too far. Like you do it like too much to a point he's where Tony it's Soprano and you're Christopher Maltesanti. Christopher didn't like it, but Tony thought he was just breaking. Yeah. Balls. But that's like such white trash, like East coast shit. Like people that say breaking balls are such trash. Like that's like <laughs> such an about- outdated, like guy thing. That's like, like just being stomped on today and spit on and laughed at like, and it's not something that I'm into like breaking balls to me. It's like some bill Burr stuff. Like that's just not like, you know what I mean? And it's not bill Burr doing it. So it's not like clever and funny most of the time. And like Earl is clever and funny, but like, like, for you got me to, that right. For for me to tweet something and for Earl to respond, cons like to every tweet is not funny because like, like it's funny, but like it's like everyone. You does that make sense? It's like a constant annoyance, and it's like, well, that's just like, does that make sense to you? Uh, not really. Why? Because uh, you're retarded. Because uh, you know you would reply to some of my tweets. But like, not like constantly. I would just hit, I would like your tweets. No, no, no. I know. Dalia talked about that too. How you would like, if he would like one thing of yours, you would like 50 of his. And now <laughs> that's not true. He called me out. At American w- Airlines. Give me free seats. Like. <laughs> he called, <laughs> he called me phone. out once because he liked a tweet of mine and I instantly liked something of his because he doesn't pop up into my feed for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, oh, that's nice. I want, I'd like to support. Like I know Ari Shafir uh, literally That has, says something about you when the algorithm doesn't show you successful comedians. Yeah. <laughs> <It only. laughs> but Ari has like 100,000 followers or whatever. I don't think he follows anyone. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Rogan. So... Uh, I mean, you can take what you want from it. I'm just telling you how I feel. Like, if I feel like it's annoying to constantly be bombarded with shit, like, and you don't get that, that's fine. But, I'm like, saying, what was I, a, a, you know, give me an example. Well, I mean, I feel like I don't have to because there's thousands of them. But, like, at the same time, like, I do acknowledge that, oh, I was also, like, 
24, 20. You know what I mean? I was like younger. You, you know went I mean? rogue. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I mean, you would never return my phone calls anymore when I would call you. Well, and leave what are we going to talk about? Life. Text me. Text. Let's hang out in person. I don't want to talk on the phone. But, we'll hang out in person. But I'm, I was calling you on my landline. <laughs> in fairness to Carlos, he did used to live at the top of the hill, baby, and the service was bad. Yeah, that sounded like a bit of an excuse. Oh, I bet. But I, I bet. If- no, Earl's right. There's excuses. Yeah, I figured that too. I was just trying to cover. No, I get that. I, yeah. I don't know what else there is to say about it. You can ask me questions about it. I'm just, you know what I mean? But you're back. You're back in the fold now. I mean, yeah, I'm around. I feel like, like we talked and I just wanted to tell you that, I guess. Do you still feel weird about coming to the store? I mean, I don't feel weird about it. You just don't want to. I you, mean, what's the fucking point? To make friends with I old mean, connections. I, ha- really I mean, fun. I have lots. I have my friends. I ha- You know, I hang with like Sandy, Benji, people like that. Baby Benji. I think Benji headlines. Shout out to Benji Aflalo for headlining for the first time, I believe he said. Mm-hmm. Caroline's. Caroline's. Uh, and maybe he's at the... Uh, what's he's, it, Zany's in Chicago as well. Coming up, I think, next week. What's the comedy club Amy Hawthorne runs? New York Comedy Club. New, great club. New York Comedy She's Club. She's done a great job there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm partial to Patrick Milligan at The Stand. But the Stand isn't back yet. But they do like satellite shows, like The, uh, oh, the okay. Standing Room and other uh, venues. I think when the, the Satellite, Jay Weingart. Sanctuary on Saturday nights on Robertson. Wait, what's Jay Weingarten doing in New York? Oh, no, I'm, he used to do a show. I know. So. I remember that. Oh, I thought I you were saying, saying he did one in New York. Word association. So, uh, you know, Benji's a hardworking dude, and it's good to see him out there. Uh, you Are you know. playing basketball? You're wearing basketball shoes. No, I take boxing. I'll give this place a plug. Uh, many of you know I, I belong to Equinox, but right across from Equinox is Rumble Boxing. Oh, of Sunset and La Cienega? Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. It's 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 it's. It's expensive. Like, it's not cheap. Boxing classes are the best workout you could get. I took two, and it informed me that I had never actually ex- exercised before that. Yeah, I mean, it's I, like I took one tonight, and it's like 40, it's only 45 minutes, but you're drenched. You're, doing, the whole, you're doing something the entire time. How yeah, much is it? 32 intense. bucks. 32 bucks a class. But they have you doing drills where you're like, you punch a bag a bunch of times, and I know, you move I did on to another bag. School. Then you do burpees in between. Then you like crawl between a ladder. Well, Rumble has you do ten rounds, five on the bag, five on the weights, uh, and it's it's you're never not moving. So it's literally like, you know, some people when they say they were at the gym for two hours and they lifted, um, uh, you know that you didn't really work out for two hours. You probably worked out. Yeah, literally. So this is like that real workout. Thirty oh, minutes yeah. out of that two hours. Do you take what? spin? Uh, no, but Rumble, you're working out for the full forty-five minutes. I know. I'm just asking if you ever take spin. I've taken spin. I know their Soul Cycle and they have it at Equinox. But I have to work out or else I'd kill myself. I literally would kill myself. I like spin. Same here. I can't. I know I don't look like I work out every day, but I have to. Yeah, but you're like my brother. Like my brother's a big dude, but he's in shape. Yeah. Like you know, you get 150 be burpees. It would be bad if you didn't work out, kind of thing. Oh, it'd be really bad. Oh, I would have killed myself years ago. I really would have. It keeps me sane to work out. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, otherwise, for to Hollywood, e- creep in. I transferred to Hollywood Equinox. Yeah, maybe you'll run into Mark the Shark Stevens. Though. I ran into Amir K. Well, there you go. We're, we're, Amir's working it. He hustles. Yeah, dude. That guy's the fine. flowing hair. But nice I mean, that guy. guy works it. You know, and he's proof that there's life outside the comedy store. Like, he's not a comedy he's a nice store guy. guy. Man, that guy was very close to getting passed by Tommy. Very, yeah. very close. And I think Tommy you remember left. that night. Oh, wait, no. I was thinking of another night that Paulie saw someone and wanted to pass him off like a bringer show. It was like, fuck, I'm forgetting who. Well, I mean, I know uh, Jeremiah Watkins, who is passed, but he was, uh, I think if Tommy would have been, uh, you know, not let go for his creative accounting methods, (laughs) that Jeremiah would have been the first, the next person Tommy would have passed. Um, but do uh, your fans like to talk, talk like this about? I mean, comp- you know, I hope they do because we're we're at an Fucking hour. Nerds. In. I mean, you know, but I I want this. This episode's kind of like how Rogan does it when he has like Tate Fletcher and Hinchcliffe on. They're just talking. Yeah, yeah. People are gonna get lost on I see. me and me and you not talking for a while. But like, no, I think that's interesting when people hash out things because. There's a stigma in just in social life and in society where it's like just because you're two guy friends, platonic friends, two girlfriends, even a guy and a girl platonic friends, you have a falling out. It's like doesn't mean it doesn't bother you. It doesn't doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. But we're so conditioned to to think that you're only supposed to feel hurt if it's a romantic relationship mm-hmm. that it's hard to process the way you feel about it or even working it out the communication just the x's and o's of it's the brody talking brody johnny spanish yeah exactly a new one but i never thought we had a falling out i just you know you drift apart you know yeah i mean i i would say the first 10 years of my comedy career i don't talk to anyone from that that time period because you know i started getting more serious at the store and they were at open mics or whatever they yeah but i was bummed we weren't friends because, so was i but. because i want because like like in the same way that like uh people like es- like esther is in a relationship and i didn't get to see her as much when she got in it, and now we landed on this good spot where like we figure out times to hang out and like I feel like you and I never landed there and like you never got the message that I was trying to tell you. Well, you got to tell me. <laughs> dude, just tell, dude. I need oh, verbal. You're supposed to call me. <laughs> I need verbal cues. Like well, I, no, I'm not I literally, stupid. I've told you. I don't think you are. I think you're no, super I'm telling smart. You. I'm not, no, I'm not super snar- smart, but I've had this problem with the last probably three or four girlfriends where they get mad at me and I'm like, well, what's wrong? Oh, well, you're doing this. You're not, uh, I, I wanted to have sex right now and you want to watch the hockey game. <laughs> well, you have to tell me that. Like this bothers me when you don't want to have sex. But I feel like I've told you. Like I, you never verbally told me. No, I. Well, maybe I texted you or something. But no, like, you never. I need to. I'm black. But and like white. I, I feel okay. Like on social media, like if I would tweet like a joke that like, like uh, I have like I don't know. Like this is so stupid that I'm talking about this on. Of course it is. But that's what the this well, whole podcast okay, so is like, stupid. I feel like on my Twitter, like I'm trying to get writing jobs. Like I go out for like network TV writing jobs and stuff. And, and like, you get them. Well, then weren't you on? Whoa, sorry. <laughs> I thought you don't watch porn. <laughs> What Sorry. was that? I, it's, I, we, I, that song was not authorized. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, but I like. I, yeah, I just feel like you were an Apatow show. Well, right? Weren't you a writer? Yeah, yeah, on Love, but like, yeah, on Netflix is Love, and I feel like when 
like, so I'll get followers from other writers, people I look up to, or like peers that I work with, et cetera, and other comedians. And like, if I'm tweeting jokes, like I'm not like an emotional tweeter. Like I just tweet things that I think are funny, like the original, like setup and punchline. And if like under it is at Earl Skakel, you fag. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, dude, like literally (laughs) like my coworkers could see that or like other people, or even if it's like, I'm trying to get a writing gig too. Maybe they want, (laughs) but like want an edge, (laughs) but like, or if it's just like our friends or whatever, it's like, Oh, it's like, I'm constantly like being, like I don't know it makes me look bad and it's like but all you had to do was DM me I, I literally have done that you did not I'm telling st- I'm telling Sandy I'm telling, you I'm telling, right telling now, Sandy dude. I've literally texted can you pull out the DMs I'm telling you right now you never DM'd or texted I've, me I've saying de- dude can you stop I definitely okay you because know I would have been respectful okay this is you know like sometimes Jason Galern will I'll send out a joke like you know well, i'm sure uh, he'll love this l- let me uh just pull up a tweet from like today uh that uh i mean, I, mean uh, I, th- I think i had a few hot ones on the griddle uh <laughs> hold on my uh, wi-fi is a little slow it's a little slow in the uptake right now i i think i said uh do soccer players ever set goals it's just a stupid joke it's yeah just like a, <laughs> And I you think surprised it. you guys you didn't go you, with the hockey route, but well, I thought hockey. Well, yeah, there's so like and then yeah, Galern's like not. no, but I think they take it in the ass. It's like well, you know, dude, I like you know what are you doing, dude? I'm yeah. To, so that experience you're having with Galern is an experience I've had with you, but like twenty trillion times. <laughs> But you gotta it's mess, hey, dude. I, this, Twitter's like my professional. But, but don't you understand the same emotion? No, I don't. Obviously, but you I just don't. had it with Galern. Yeah, but that's like one time. Like, <laughs> dude, you know, I don't remember uh, it was earlier. I didn't have my rock star. You know, uh, dude, me, it's Celsius. Come on, I'm be trying cool. to think. I'm trying to pull up another joke here. Uh, uh, sorry, Bernard's texting me. Uh, <laughs> He is so gay, man. No, I, I can't Ooh, go. To, Bernard at Z Pizza. Bernard from Z Pizza. I had to stop going there. <laughs> yeah, it makes me not want to go later. You know, I'd walk in oh. and go. I'd walk in and Z Pizza is a great. If you if you're in the West Hollywood area, they don't sponsor me, but it's a great pizza place. But there's a gay dude who works there by the name of Bernard, and every time I walk in there, he's like, "Daddy." And I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. You can't go in there with mesh shorts. You, you got to keep it cool. You got to keep it cool. So, uh, you know. And same, it takes forever for the warmed up pizza. Same thing at the Starbucks <laughs> yeah. down the street. There's an Indian guy who would love to take loads from me. And, you know, I, I would go in there with like a girlfriend and he'd, he'd be out. like, daddy. And it's like, <laughs> like, you know, so. You feel like a 16 year old boy walking into Brian Singer's office. Well, I'll see a coffee bean. <laughs> Extra cream. <laughs> so, but I know comics who would audition for Brian Singer in their underwear right now. I mean, <laughs> these palming bastards. Wait, so what's up? with that like with the palming like are people doing it more than ever now at the store because oh, yeah. it's nice like what's the deal well especially the roast battle crew you know they think you know they've wasted the last five years of their lives up there writing fat jokes or this person's a whore that you say they waste writing it. you mean like recycling yo mama jokes from the 90s well yeah, i think no they think knows, like remembers so they can get away with it i think a lot of them thought it would be their way into the store because I'm dumb because I was like, fuck this. 
I was I did a couple as characters. I'm not a mean spirited guy, and that's just not where my head's at. But I can do it as characters, and then the plug got pulled before the last one I was gonna do, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm never doing this again." Oh yeah, when you should have stuck with it. Yeah, I should have stuck with it because it was a lot of people's in. But then too many people saw that as an in, and they threw all their eggs in that roast basket. Well, I don't think it was an in for people at the store, because if you look, and I try and tell these young comics who think it is, like if you look at the roast battle, all the people who participate in it, very few paid regulars are involved in that show. Like there's Mm -hmm. Brian Moses, he's paid regular. Uh, The Wave are all paid regulars. Not at the beginning, though. It was even yeah, you're right. It was even less. There was me, but they don't realize that they had been going there for like ten years before that, right? Probably. Exactly. So now they've you know sat there for five years, and I know uh, that was Simbari's open mic. Yeah, yeah. So. with Moses, right? Yeah, remember we used to do the yeah. show there oh, late on night. Tuesdays. We were right? the first me, David Taylor, you, Tebow, you were all. We would do Did. that show Wednesday nights at midnight. Renaissance and that pre nine eleven. Yeah. yeah. We we ushered in a happier the comedy time. store being able to allow those midnight shows, and then Moses and Simbari and Ralph started doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the courtroom uh, show. I mean, it is crazy how the show, uh, which is why I never shit on anyone's show idea. Like I remember being in the room for uh, the first night when Josh Martin and Kenny Lyon were going to fight. <laughs> And then that's that shit. That incident literally has turned into a worldwide phenomena. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. So anyone's I like that pilot you guys wrote. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hey, know, Dad. You, but like, you think oh, it's a pilot? This is never going anywhere. I I could see it being the biggest show on TV on Netflix in two years. Yeah, we constantly try and sell it. Yeah, and we it's, yeah, and all you have to do is show up at a table read like five years ago for it. Yeah, yeah, and we wrote that character for you specifically. But is I mean. Earl. Like I ne like I don't, yeah. You know, I get it. Piss on anyone's idea. I mean, roast battle is not like technically the most original show. Like it's just two comics. It's essentially skilled bullying. You know, you're fat. No, you're. You know, it's funny that it's so popular nowadays, considering how anti-bullying the rest of the world is. It's amazing to me that it's still going every night. It's or every Tuesday night. It's sold out still. Really. It's crazy. Is it still is it good regularly though? Like I mean, I don't I think it think is, but wait, like, but like yeah, because you're Brian not Moses, but like you're though. not oh, there. Is but the like best. without you, is there the wave and stuff? The wave uh, is there every now and then. Uh I mean it, it, Moses is the host. Like if it was if if it wasn't someone as good as he hosting, the show would have died many moons ago. They get celebrities still to Yeah, host. Jeff brings in the celebs still. Every week Jeff is there. Uh he's I mean, he's a very busy guy, so yeah. he's not there every week but like he got okay. on tv um you know uh, i mean if it were up to me moses and uh, coach t who's who's like the the hidden you know mvp of the show uh you know we we never would have gotten on on tv so uh mm-hmm. you know I, I don't really know what rel's involvement was but that's like you know oh rel battle yeah that that's another podcast like you know him and moses had a falling out i know that which are you guys cool now me and moses no you and earl yeah i feel cool cool, earl yeah i feel good about this we'll go to the newsroom (laughs) (laughs) the newsroom the newsroom cafe i I never thought we were bad to be honest with you (laughs) 
I mean, but I'm oblivious. I need to be told. Hey, yeah, I, I mean, like, like yeah, this like, is the first time you've said I, I didn't like you. It's uh, not the first time. It I've is. Said I'm it telling though. you, I'm gonna I'm, pull up your DMs to me oh right my now, God. dude. Please they say do. bad words. Don't say that. No, that's why I had to. Uh, unfortunately, I had to uh, delete all of Ralphie May's DMs because <laughs> uh, Ralphie and I, uh, he'll lose jobs. You know, mortem. I mean, yeah. Last thing. Uh, Ralphie asked me was if I wanted to go fishing with him and I'm like uh, dude it ain't gonna be on the same boat uh, you know fishing. yeah he's because Ralphie was the best he was always wanting to like I had explosive diarrhea tonight oh, that, dude. on a date it wasn't a date what was it uh I just oh, ran into a like friend a... yeah but like yeah I had explosive diarrhea was it weird yeah, I did it in a public bathroom. Which bathroom? I'm sure. La Poubelle on Franklin by UCB. <laughs> Wait, I was on. walking by and I raced in and immediately had to shit. Hold on. Remember the time we went to the Alone Together rap party and then I had to take you to a bar? <laughs> oh, Mike. Yes, you can tell Earl the story. I, I We were leaving the Alone Together rap party at Carlos Park to my house. And he's like, pull over. And I was like, why? He's like, just go to this bar right now. I got to take a shit. And I, and I had to take him to the Starlight Inn next to Cactus Taco in the Valley. I'm next to Earl right now. Earl, is this is how you spell? Uh, it's not coming. Oh out. wait, this is the bombshell I wanted to drop. For the are you show. off a of Twitter? No, this is the bombshell. What is it for the show? Which is I was fucking mad at you, Earl, so I blocked you. Whoa. That's the bombshell I'm dropping on inappropriate Earl, making it worth it. Wait, you're not even so. Uh, let me. No, I am on there. I blocked you, but we could unblock. I'll unblock you live. <laughs> You're out of control. Dude. What do you mean I'm fucking out of control? Watch. Hold on. Sandy, do an impression or something while we're uh, looking. Me and Earl. Hey, uh, everyone, live from uh, Inappropriate. We got Polly Shore on the. No, be Brody. Dude, dude, you have this whole thing with your da 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 social media. Polly, you don't get it. Yes. Dude, Steven Brody Stevens, why didn't you have me on your fucking Comedy Central show, bro? Holly, you had your run. It had to go through. Zach, you got it. (laughs) All right, I'm pulling up some of Carlos's messages uh, from Twitter or from uh, texting. And so far, I've got him taking a picture of Merv Griffin's name outside of the Beverly Hilton. (laughs) I've got a P1 picture from the Equinox parking lot. Uh, I mean, uh, well, if you said stop uh, answering my tweets, so well, got, it would have been years ago. I've got uh, here's a tweet from uh, Con Air is on Hulu, Hulu right now, <laughs> and then Carlos sending me a picture of Frank Stallone. Wait, go uh, to t- uh, <laughs> this is out of control, dude. I've never. I don't think I've. The only person well, I've ever had to block on any social media is Skeezy because he was threatening me. Um, all right, so I'm going to go to Twitter now, and uh, we're going to wrap. A nice iPad. Uh, what's the newest one? Uh, <laughs> of course, is that is it? Is that how you yeah. spell it? All right. Breaking news. I've never had a guest tell me they. Sandy, uh, you should live say what we're doing because we're see. focused right, on something. Carlos, Carlos, and Earl. Take a picture of me and Earl. Are at this point Wait. trying to find their DM history of contention. Or kind of this computer is so fucking nice. I don't think that's it, dude. You just misspelled your whole name. You're a real goyim, dude. Do do this, dude. I think something's wrong with Twitter right now. I think I've 
think the Russians are in. I think uh, fake news. All right, let's see. Uh, fake Jews. Hello. Uh, this uh, we're going to end uh, the podcast sooner than later. <laughs> um, it's some for some I think it's reason. Your internet. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, Wait, no. Just look. Look up oh, your name. He's not connected to the internet. Oh. <laughs> What's the internet? Uh, plug your sites and stuff while we're doing this. You guys, check out my podcast, Motherfuckers, a parenting podcast. It is uh, spelled with three asterisks after the F in fuckers. And also, watch me chill. It's my show at the Improv once a month. Come yeah. check it out. All right, so let's uh, <laughs> go back to uh, some of the tweets. I got Carlos... Uh, this is sending me pictures of Harvey Weinstein, uh, the Dirt movie. Uh, so far, I haven't pulled up one tweet that says "stop tweeting." Uh, good call. I'm down whenever. We'll do a bonus episode. Uh, Floribama Shore. He's talking about uh, you should have Benji on your podcast. Who's uh, Carlos? Uh, don't, what if I'm saying like Carlos asking me uh, who's hosting the Corrupt Media Awards? What's that from? Uh, what's that rat? And then Can we see some dates? What are the dates? Uh, that's twelve seventeen. Uh, let Let's just go round robin. Uh, hump day. Just Carlos sending me Wednesday is Hump Day. Um, <laughs> all right, you want me to you want me to say that one? You bastard! Yeah. So. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, Carlos asking me to palm and squeeze out undateable, the web series. Uh, so far, uh, let's do an executive decision episode. Uh, dude, I love RuPaul. I, I, you know, uh, and then uh, Carlos doing an executive decision reference. Uh, are you telling me there's no uh, ZD5 nerve gas in your house? Uh, you know, I'm really not seeing a lot of. Uh, here, here we go with some random uh, news. I'm not. Uh, James Harden. I'm not seeing a lot of. Uh, DMs from you that uh, are Wait, telling me uh, stop, uh, you know. I'm looking. Yeah. The Joe DeWalt uh, tweets. Don't say me, that uh, one. Okay. Don't uh, say that one. So, That's you know, I think we'll just agree to disagree. Okay. Well, we can uh, fucking do that. God we're, damn. We're back in the fold. All right. What's uh, the picture on the background? Uh, it's a really sad uh, bands in like Pittsburgh. Their son was dying. and You killed him? Uh, they said. Uh, <laughs> he was dying. Up they said, uh, <laughs> our son's a fan of yours. Can you send him some stuff? Oh, that's sweet. Uh, so, yeah. Sandy, one more time for the Earl of Maniacs. Where can people find you on Twitter and Instagram? At Sandy Danto, just my name. And uh, now that I'm back with CJ Herrera, where can people find you on uh, Twitter and Instagram? At CJ Herrera and Herrera Carlos. The bombshell episode. Yeah, this episode, you know, this uh, this is almost like a bonus episode. (laughs) Because next week I have a cast member of the Fox, the, the show that I think could have been better we talk about shows that didn't do well uh there was a show on fox last season called la to vegas shasta mcnasty oh that got canceled i auditioned for that i really want horrible right no dude i, I really i know i just to, said that to be funny yeah i wanted to hate it mm-hmm. oh it was good dude it was so funny and then uh you know, uh, just didn't, it goes to, you know, a funny show, Dylan McDermott, who's like that classic serious actor 
was Captain Dave, and uh, he was great. And his brother came in for a few episodes, and uh, you know there was this uh, uh, Peter Stormar from Prison Break was in it. Vince Neil uh, looks like Kato Kalen. Just didn't do it. Now Vince Neil looks like Tara Reid. Hello, (laughs) inappropriate Earl SoundCloud and iTunes. Follow Sandy and Carlos. You know I've never had a guest on that had me blocked on social media. Uh, Yeah, I was mad. Am I on Instagram? Am I unblocked on Instagram? Yeah. Because I'm blowing up on Instagram. Yeah. So you better get on the board. Don't Dana Moon me. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I'll I'll have to talk to her about that. Oh, I don't want you to talk to her. I'll record record my own. Now he's your mole. Will you say hello to Earl next time you see him? Fuck that. Uh, Miley Cyrus looks like Simbari in all her pictures. Right now. Well, let me get get me kicked off my podcast for (laughs) for, uh, Simbari. Ari's brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, inappropriate on SoundCloud. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, these guys are uh, the real deal. And I know that some of you, you know, I had a review on Inappropriate Earl once that said, I used to love Inappropriate Earl until he just started talking to his friends who I didn't know, unsubscribed. Well, you know, what are you going to do? So please leave a review for Inappropriate Earl on Apple Podcasts. And uh, that's how I, uh, you know, can get higher up the charts and, and take this podcast to the next level. So I love you all. Love Sandy and Carlos. And I'm going to watch the last 10 minutes at Top Chef.